Hey folks, this is Kevin. I want to tell you about one of our Patreon patrons, Jay Miraldi, who recently sent us this note during this struggle of ours to keep brisk running this year. Jay said, I have loved this show for years, and I know you guys are in a squeeze this summer. I work almost paycheck to paycheck, but I thought about what you guys said about what my experiences are worth, and I decided to pay all that I could afford to keep this show going. I love you guys. Thank you so much, Jay. I'll tell you, as scary as this year continues to be for us financially, I can say that from the very beginning of the show's existence, getting such support and hearing such encouraging words from listeners has absolutely been the thing that has kept us feeling like we got to keep this going, whatever it takes. Now, on this week's episode of Risk, you'll hear Frank Trainer. I bet this is one of those guys that, 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 that when, when you tell him that you like smoking weed, they're like, um, I don't need to smoke weed to have fun. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need to have fun when I smoke weed, honestly, so don't worry about it. That and more. But first, lately people have written in suggesting we should have more stories on the show by folks with disabilities stories by indigenous folks, and stories by Slavic Americans. All phenomenal suggestions. We couldn't agree more. So, if that sounds like you, <laughs> or anyone you know, anyone can pitch us at risk-show.com slash submissions. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Folks, if you like good old-fashioned true crime mysteries, if you like stories where you feel like you're a detective finding clues, June's Journey is the name of this new game that you can play on your iPhone or your Android. You are uncovering the mystery of June's sister's murder. It's this well-to-do family in the 1920s living in a great Gatsby-like mansion. Each scene uncovers new aspects of the story. Some parts are in New York, some parts are in Paris. There's all kinds of objects you're finding and trying to assess whether they're meaningful or not. You collect information, filling out your own photo album, and you're keeping track of all the characters. There's romance, there's scandalous family secrets. It feels like a really fun play or movie. And I've only made it through 
like five scenes, but I am told you could crack the case. All you need is an internet connection and downloading on iOS or Android. So discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Now here's the show. Hello, folks. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and this is Donna Summer behind me now. And we're calling this week's episode Work Hard, Play Hard. Folks, Risk is live at Caveat in New York City on September 28th, and this is a big deal because we're only doing four New York shows in 2023. So you better get there. You go to risk-show.com slash live to learn more about our New York City show on September 28th. Now in a little bit, we're going to hear from the very talented Anna Roisman at our live show in LA last March. But before that, a story that was recorded not at a risk show, but at another show out there in California, Frank Trainer and his wife Martina create a show called It's Funny Now that happens every second Tuesday of the month at the Crow in Santa Monica. Look for It's Funny Now as a podcast and a YouTube channel too. And here is Frank now with the story we call Three things in common with Superman. So, I have three things in common with Superman. The first one is that I believe in the American way, and and that's why many, many years ago I decided that I wanted to move to the United States and take a job away from an American, because that's the Latin American way. (laughs) So a way to do that for me was to start a job in the advertising industry as a creative, knowing that eventually I could network my way into getting a job in the US and moving here, but I had to wait a bunch of years for my first opportunity. And then it came in at the end of 2011 when uh, my bosses came to me asking me to go to Miami for one week to work with all the creatives, the best creatives of all the agencies in the Latin American network to pitch and win a huge new account with a huge international bank, like lots of money for them, not for me. 
Um, and, and, and they're not asking me to go because I'm the, the best creative they have. No, they're asking me. It's not like, like somebody went to, to, to their office and they asked my bosses, hey, who could we send? And they both went, let's send Frank. And they high-fived in the air and they came to ask me, you got to go represent us right now. And it was like a beautiful heroic moment. No, my boss came to my office, opened the door with this complete face of defeat and just went, please tell me you have a passport with a tourist visa to enter the US because I don't know who to ask anymore. <laughs> and that's how I got my opportunity to come to the US and network. But here's the thing, I can't fuck this up, which is a thing that sometimes I tend to do. We leave on a Sunday because we have to start working on, on a Monday and at the airport I meet the guy that I'm traveling with. Now, he's not from my team so I don't know this man at all. All I know is that besides both of us being advertising creatives, we're both musicians as well. Mostly because he won't shut up about his band being on MTV while I tell him that my band brought like 15 people to our last concert. You know, and then we, I tell him that when we get to Miami, I'm going to see some friends that I have there. And he tells me that he doesn't know anyone in Miami, so I invite him to tag along. Because I may not be on MTV, but at least I have friends. <laughs> so we get to Miami, we check in in the hotel, and then we go to my friend's house, and we hang out there, and we have a good time. And then before we leave, I remember that my friend told me that he has a Vespa scooter that I can borrow to move around Miami that week, because I have no car. And... Uh, I've never ridden a motorcycle before in my life, but how hard can it be? It's a Vespa. It's pretty much an overweight bicycle, right? I mean, the best thing that could happen is that I can feel like Jennifer Coolidge and the guy from Napoleon Dynamite in White Lotus, like in Sicily, but in Miami. Isn't that great? I'm gonna look more like, instead of Peppa Pig, I'm gonna look more like Kermit the Frog, but you know, that's, I'll take it. So, we leave the apartment and we go to the garage of the building and I, I put the helmet on my head as a joke. As a joke, because who needs a helmet to ride a Vespa scooter, a fat motorcycle, in, 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 in a garage, right? So we, we make it to, to the garage, and, and I get on the Vespa, and, and my friend goes, this is pretty simple. It's like driving a car with stick. Have you ever, do you know how to do that? I'm like, do I know how to drive stick? <laughs> do, 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 I, do I know? What kind of question is that to ask? Um, do I know how to drive stick? <laughs> so he's, it's very simple. So you, you, you know, with the clutch, and then you put first, and then you start let going of the clutch, and you start pressing the gas, and you get going. Oh, yeah, that's simple. So I get on the thing, and I expect it to go nice and easy, like a car. And instead of that, in a second, I'm going at a million miles per hour. <laughs> towards a black BMW that I seriously cannot afford and I have no insurance in this foreign country that is not mine. And I suddenly realized my friend never told me how to stop the freaking Vespa. And I don't know what to do. I have a million things around me. This is clearly not like a car. I'm not Jennifer Coolidge or the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. So the only thing that I can think of doing is jumping off, hitting this concrete pillar really hard with my head that I luckily protected with a helmet as a joke, <laughs> as a joke. And then I fall to the ground really hard. But again, because I'm a man, I have to hide everything that is happening to me. So I get up and I just look at my friends and I go, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm in a lot of pain and I can't 
continued living right now. So they take me back to the apartment and they tell me that I have to go to the hospital, to the ER, and, and my coworker is freaking the fuck out, like the TV guy is freaking out because he thinks if you go to the ER, the, the, the doctors are going to, to call the cops because yes, I did smoke like a couple of puffs of weed like two hours before riding the motorcycle and they're gonna call the cops and we're gonna get in trouble, we're gonna get fired and I'm like, how can you think that? Why would the, the, the fucking doctors even know that I smoke weed before doing that? Like, this guy's supposed to be smarter than me. He's more successful than me. He's been on MTV. I bet this is one of those guys that, 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 that when, when you tell him that you like smoking weed, they're like, um, I don't need to smoke weed to have fun. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need to have fun when I smoke weed, honestly, so don't worry about it. I bet you he's one of those guys that says, like, like, like marijuana is a gateway to cocaine, which is Bullshit. Saying that marijuana is a gateway to cocaine is like saying that biting your nails leads to cannibalism. And you'd be like, mmm, 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 I wonder what children taste like. <laughs> I bet you he says, marijuana is a gateway to cocaine, which is a stupid saying that masturbation leads to rape. Mmm, 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 I wonder what children taste like. <laughs> okay, salty is the answer. I'm sorry, I, I, this is a joke for a different type of audience, I'm realizing now. I always do it in like raunchy dive bars. I'm like, yeah, children, but not here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I get really paranoid and I don't want my coworker you know, to freak out any more than he is. So uh, I, 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 I tell him, you know, let's go back to the hotel. And, 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 and I have to come up with a lie so that we don't get in trouble at work. And that is the second thing that I have in common with Superman. Um, I don't know if you know this about Superman, but he and I, we can't lie. We were not born with that ability. In the comic books, in the movies, Superman cannot lie, which is why his attempt at lying when he tries to cover his identity is so bad. Like, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm gonna wear some glasses and uh, I'm gonna get a job as, as a reporter, yeah, and uh, I'm going to harass a coworker into being my wife, yeah? Uh, that's bullshit. Like, the lie that I come up with right there and then, on the spot, and I tell my coworker, don't worry about it, listen to me, tomorrow, you go to work and uh, they know that we're not friends, we don't know each other. You just tell them that I was uh, on, on my own with, with, with my friend, yes, with my friend, and uh, uh, he was driving the motorcycle, not me, he was driving the best and I was sitting, I was sitting behind him, like grabbing on for my sweet life, uh, but then we were going a, a little too fast and then we went over a speed bump, yeah, yeah, we went over a speed bump pretty fast and I fell backwards. And tomorrow when the two puffs of weed wear off, I'm going to go to the hospital. Don't worry about it, it's gonna be fine. And he agrees with me and, and uh, then we leave my friend's apartment, we go back to the hotel and we make it to the hotel and he helps me basically get however we can to my bedroom because I cannot walk anymore. And he sits me on my bed in the hotel. And now this is a man that I basically met that morning for the first time in my life. But before he leaves my room, there is one more thing that I need for him, from him. And uh, so I just look at him and I, and I go, before you go, can you help me take off my pants? I can't do it on my own. And as he reluctantly starts taking off my pants, I just whisper in his ear, well, guess we're going to have to lie about this too now, right? <laughs> he didn't find it so funny. So the next morning I, I get up and I, 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 I make my way to the hospital in, in a taxi. It's the horrible ordeal, just dragging myself on the, on the floor to the top car. And uh, when I get to the hospital, I find out that I broke my collarbone, two ribs, and I cracked the head of the femur where it connects to the hip. Being the man of steel is clearly not the third thing that I have in common with Superman. <laughs> it's not at all. And uh, then I learned that the US has an opioid crisis for a really good reason, because the doctor gives me these painkillers, this 
amazing painkillers that I would have never gotten in my country. They're so expensive. You know what I would have gotten in my country? Uh, free healthcare. Uh, but here I get these you know, expensive pills. And uh, they're so good that they give me enough energy to wake up every morning and walk the seven blocks between the hotel and the office, work for eight hours straight, uh, network to get a job in the US and maybe move here, keep up the lay about the accident, then walk the seven blocks back to the hotel, get a slice of pizza, and then plumb it on the bed only to wake up and do it all again the same the next day for the next the rest of the week. And it worked. We won the account and my bosses back home said that they got a call saying that I did a great job. Well, we did a great job, the MTV guy too. And then I got cocky, because clearly maybe I can lie. Maybe I'm not that much like Superman in that sense. And maybe I will get a job in the US because I did such a good job networking and then showing myself. And time goes by and I, I don't get a call. I don't get anything, but I'm still very cocky. And then one day, one of my, the guys in my team just is like tired of my arrogance. He just tells me, listen, shut the fuck up. I'm tired of you. You know what happened? Everyone knows about your accident. The night that the accident happened, when you went back to the hotel and the guy left you in your room, he went back to his room and he called the VP of the company and he told him all the truth about what happened. Say goodbye to getting a job in the US now. You're lucky you didn't get fired. MTV sold me out. I thought taking off my pants building and breaking a bone between us, but I guess I was wrong. And yes, I didn't get a job then. But many years later, I, I, I got a job offer from Los Angeles from an agency here where a friend of mine from Argentina was working and he recommended me, so I got a job and I moved here because I may not be an MTV, but at least I have friends. Yeah. <laughs> and the visa that they gave me to live in this country is the O-1 visa, that's the talent visa that they give artists. And the legal definition of that visa is alien with extraordinary abilities. <laughs> and that, that is the third thing that I have in common with Superman. You know, Snoopy, a little while back I had one of those corporal tunnel operations and the doctor said, I want you to go home and shut up for four months. And that's kind of tough. I said, I'll try it. But while I was there, I wrote this song. Too many pain pills, too much pot, trying to be something that I'm not. Superman. Superman. Trying to do more than I can, got a little out of hand, I ain't Superman, know what I'm talking about? I blew my throat and I blew my toe, I wound up sipping on soup to sure I wasn't Superman, oh no, I wasn't Superman. I'm trying to do more than I can, I got a little out of hand, I wasn't Superman. I hear you, Nicky Playwise. It's a crying shame, but you ain't Clark Kent and I ain't Lois Lane. You ain't Superman. You ain't Superman. Trying to do more than you can. Got a little out hand. You ain't Superman. What do you think, Snoop? 
Well, when I die, put it on my stone. God said, Snoopy, take your bad ass home. You wasn't Superman. No, I wasn't Superman. I'm trying to do more than I can. I got a little out of hand. I wasn't Superman. I hear you. I'm trying to do more than I can. I got a little out of hand. I ain't Superman. Folks, do you have a bad habit you'd love to break? Like vaping, overeating, or here's one of mine, doom scrolling. So not good for me. But listen, Atomic Griffin coaching can help. Do you have a good habit you'd love to make? Like exercising, reading, or meditating? Atomic Griffin coaching can help. Adam Griffin is a life coach with Atomic Griffin, and he'd love to talk with you about how he can help. Now listen, Adam is a very good friend of mine. We went to college together, and then he resurfaced in my life in 2010 when he pitched the story Fantasy Farm, which is one of the all-time classics on the best of risk number one. I've watched this journey he's taken of becoming a life coach, and it has been so inspirational. To see someone really find their calling and just loving it, especially when that calling is helping people. And full disclosure, Adam is coaching me and JC Cassis, the business director of Risk right now. We've both been so impressed. We've both been doing better. I've already been personally recommending Adam's coaching to other friends. And all you have to do is set up a free discovery session. And he has not one, but two risk bonuses to offer you. Mention the show when you set up your free discovery session by using the offer code RISK. That's R-I-S-K and you'll not only get a free Ask the Coach question, you'll also get 10% off your first coaching package. Why wait? To make your life better, simply go to atomic-griffin.com to set up your free discovery session with Adam. That's A-T-O-M-I-C-G-R-Y-P-H-O-N.com. And that discovery session is free. Atomic Griffin coaching can help. We're back. So I wanted to tell uh, my most LA story. It's not my first rodeo. I did live in LA once before. Everyone's like, how do you like it? I was like, I've been here before, back when the sun used to shine a hundred years ago. So literally 100 years ago, I lived in Los Angeles and I, I lived in West Hollywood and I worked at a steakhouse in West Hollywood. I was a young comedian and I worked as, I was, I was the maitre d' and I bartended, I did everything. I worked in restaurants for seven years and you know you get a lot of material from working in restaurants, this is why I was there for seven years. Um, not for the money, just for the stories, you know. Uh, no, I needed to pay my rent. And one night, I come into work. Let me just tell you, this restaurant, it was called BLT Steak. It no longer exists. Anybody remember it? It's now, well, we got one, okay. 
One person. Uh, that's as many people that remember HQ Trivia. Yeah, no? Okay, two. We'll go with two. There was a documentary last weekend. So this restaurant, BLT Steak, I worked there in New York. They transferred me to LA, so it was a very easy move for me. And, uh, and we had celebrities come in all the time. You know, this is... This is one of those places that just everybody is someone, you know? They, they, they call every night. We got VIPs. We got Denzel. We got, you know, uh, he came in mostly. It was mostly Denzel. <laughs> One night, I go into work, and they're like, Anna, we have a huge night. We need you to bartend. Uh, we're having Green Day, the band. Uh, they're coming in after the Grammys uh, to celebrate if they win. <laughs> And our private dining room was not that big. You know what I mean? It was like, I think it seated like 25 max. Like it was a very intimate kind of space. And at this restaurant, we had the worst uniform in the whole fucking world. Like, like an embarrassing uniform, you know? Like I would have invited friends to come there and I would like, you know, give them free wine and stuff. But I didn't want anyone to see what I had to wear at this restaurant. We called it the Five Shades of Brown. Uh, it was these dark brown slacks and like this lighter brown like button down shirt and just like a tie that was just like brown, 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 stripes of brown. Like literally someone took a shit and they were like, my inspiration, you know? Like I don't know who designed this outfit. Uniform, you know, for me it was an outfit. And, uh, and, and I had to wear an apron on top of that. I looked like someone's little old grandfather who like came back from like the 1920s. Like I don't know what made them think this is what a chic steakhouse, you know, needs to look like, but that's what we looked like. So uh, I'm in this terrible uniform, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Green Day's coming in. They're coming in after the Grammys. So I prepare for the party. They had requested 10 bottles of Cristal, and my bartenders know what's up. Cristal, the most expensive bottle on the menu, right? I don't know what we sold it for. $600, a $1,000. Again, this was 100 years ago. I don't know what it goes for today. Uh, I'm not buying Cristal yet. Uh, maybe later. Maybe tonight. Um, <laughs> so 10 bottles. And they want them like opened like on, upon arrival. And I'm sitting there. I'm sweating. I hate opening champagne, especially in public. You know, just the unexpected surprise. You know, it could get on you. I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. I don't want to mess this up for Green Day, you know? And then they tell me as I'm like prepping this room, they're like, they won rock album of the year. Like party's on. And I was like, oh my God, okay. So I open the crystal. I do fine. I, I, it's it's fine. Everything's fine. They start to come into the party. And let me just tell you who's at this party. Uh, it's not what I expect. It's Green Day. You know, I think there's three or four of them. Uh, I'm so well connected to Green Day. Uh, the song Time of Your Life uh, did underscore the last 10 minutes on repeat of my bat mitzvah video. So huge fan, right? Uh, so they come in and it's like them and their families, like some of them, you know, I know Billy Joe Armstrong was married, his wife was there and like some had girlfriends and like they're people, they're posse. And then the other people at this party are the American Idiot Broadway cast, which are like younger wannabe Green Day theater actors who are like, we're in the Broadway show. We're basically a rock band, you know? Uh, I vibe with them, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, they're like my friends. And then, you know, out of the blue, Venus and Serena Williams walk in. <laughs> I'm not changing any names for this story. <laughs> and they walk in and I'm a tennis player, I'm a tennis, I was like, oh my God, night made. Side note, they only drank Fiji water and ate steamed king crab legs, God bless them, you know? True star athletes. I was like, that's how you do it. That's how you, you know, become them. So 
party's going great. We're, you know, a crystal is flowing. I'm like, all right, I'm crushing this. They love this. They're having a great time. You know, the, the Broadway kids are like fangirling out over the fact that they're there. It's really fun for me to watch. And halfway through the party, this girl looks at me. Uh, she's at the party. She's in a gown because they were at the Grammys. And, and she comes over to me and asks me where the bathroom is. A normal question for a guest to ask the bartender. And we have that moment where we connect and we're like, oh my God, I know this person. How do I know this person? You know, you're just like playing that game where you're like, I know you from somewhere. And she's looking at me and then it clicks. And I'm like, oh my God, Kara. That's her real name. Kara. Oh my God. I was like, we bartended together in New York. Mind you, I'm very young. She was probably the last place I worked at before this restaurant in New York City where they taught me to bartend. And she's like, oh my God, Anna. We're like, have a moment. And she's so sweet and nice. You know, I had... I, I didn't know her that well, but it was like fun to be like, oh my God, I know you. She's like, I can't believe you're here. And I was like, well, I've, I've been here all night working, but you know, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you have to come meet my boyfriend. And her boyfriend is Trey Cool, drummer of Green Day. So I go over to the table. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, he... I've been serving him all night. He knows who I am. I'm the girl at the bar, you know? And I, I like take my ponytail out and I like walk over in my fucking 10 shades of brown, like losing, I'm like, oh my God. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, hey, Trey, <laughs> what? I'm like, hey, I'm Anna. And she's like, this is my friend Anna from New York. You know, she forgot she had to go to the bathroom. We're like having fun. And he looks me up and down. And I don't know, I guess he saw through this uniform, you know? And he just goes, hey, want to come be another girl at our after party. <laughs> and I, I panicked internally, you know what I mean? Because I was just like, Anna, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. Like, what are you, what are you gonna go to a, a rock star party? Like, who are you? You gotta go home and watch American Idol on your fucking DVR. Like, you know, that's where I was in my life. And, and I, I, but I was, you know, the other half of me is like, no, Anna, you fucking go. And I go, yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much for the invitation. And he goes, cool, when do you get like, out of here and I, I didn't know how to explain like well that's that's the thing about parties like when you're done we get the staff gets to leave so <laughs> whenever you finish you know <laughs> and he's like great it's at the sunset marquee when you show up tell them the name is San Pellegrino at the door and that's when I'm like okay now you're being punked <laughs> now he didn't see through this uniform he's just like ha, let's fuck with this girl who works here and I'm like, oh my God, okay. And I don't want to go alone. So I ask around the restaurant. I'm like, ah, does anybody want to come to this party after? It's green day, you know? Like, and, and everyone was like, I'm tired. I don't, I can't. My friend Daniel was like, fuck that. I'm in. Let's go party. So I go home to change. Mind you, it's like midnight, okay? And I know bars close very early in LA. It's midnight. I go home and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta transform out of this uniform. You know what I mean? And I'm going to hang out with rock stars after the Grammys at the Sunset Marquee. So I put on like my pleather pants and like a crop top and like a denim vest that has like spikes coming out of it. I look like fucking Steven Tyler in the 80s. And I am ready to roll, okay? So we drive to the Sunset Marquee. Um, I, we, part, we found like an expired meter on Sunset. And we were like, oh, perfect. It's like right down the block here, you know? So we like park the car, whatever. I meet Daniel. We go down to the hotel and there's this bouncer. And I'm like, I walk up, you know, all chic. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for Sam Pellegrino. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. This is a private event. You cannot come in here. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, 
I know, it's Green Day. Okay, I know, we know. But he said to say San Pellegrino, so like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, you're not allowed in. And I'm fully getting denied. And Daniel and I have called everybody on the East Coast. And I'm like, I'm going to a fucking Grammys party tonight. Like, I'm so cool. And I'm getting denied at the door. And in that moment, I'm like, you know what, whatever. We're not getting in. I'm texting this girl, Kara. She gave me her number. She's not answering. It's just a mess. So we start walking back up the hill to go to our car. And all of a sudden, I see like Leah Michelle come out of the hotel. I'm saying every name. Leah Michelle comes out of the fucking hotel. And she's like, where's my car? And like, I've never met her. I don't know her deal. I do an impersonation of her online. But I just love that moment because she was yelling at the bouncers, like, where's her car? And it was just, I was like, wow, this is a great sighting for me. You know, Glee was in its prime. And, uh, and we start to leave and all of a sudden Kara calls and she's like, where are you? I'm outside. And we run down the hill and we go inside with her and the bouncer's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, like I'm supposed to be here. Do you not see my pleather pants? Like Green Day's waiting for me. Um, and we go into this bar and it's an open bar, of course. And it's about to close because it's like 1 a.m. And so Daniel and I go to the bar and we get like three drinks and crowd around some high top table. Like we've never been to an open bar in our lives. And we're just like, just do it, you know? And, uh, and they're like, it's very, there's like 12 people at this party at this hour. And they're, they're like, Billy Joe Armstrong and his wife are like wrestling on the floor and people are like cheering. And we're, I'm like, oh my God, we're like part of the family. This is so weird, but fun, you know? And we're having fun and we're just watching everything go down and the Broadway kids are totally there, like, you know, sucking up every moment. And then Kara comes over. She's like, are you guys having fun? I'm like, oh my God, best 15 minutes of my life, of course, you know? And she goes, do you want to come to the after after party? I was like, I didn't even know those existed, <laughs> okay? And we go to, she's like, it's in my boyfriend's suite. Trey Cool, drummer of Green Day. I'm like, okay. We walk down like a path, like at the hotel. We walk to Trey's room and like literally people are just like, like jumping in the pool and they're drunk and we're sitting there and it's all the like, um, you know, kids and they start passing a joint around. I'm like, Anna, savor it. You are basically a beetle at this point. <laughs> I don't smoke weed. That's like one of five times in my life I've smoked weed with Green Day. And then my friend and I are like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We can't be the last people here at the Green Day party that we crashed late at night. So we go back to the, the front of the hotel and we're just like, you know what? Uh, this was so fun. Like, have a good night. And the bouncer's there who didn't let me in. He's like, what's your name? Like with his clipboard, like, let me get your car. And I was like, oh, my, our driver, he had an issue. He's, you know, up on the other corner. So we're just going to, we have to meet him. Actually, we're going to, we're going to walk um, because, you know, at the end of the night, let's be real. When you're the bartender and the clock strikes 3 a.m., you don't get an Escalade, you know? You gotta walk to your expire meter on sunset and get in your car and drive home a little too drunk. But hey, it was worth it. It was a really fun night. Thank you guys so much.
versus risk. This is the Moog cookbook behind me now, and we just heard from Anna Roisman. Anna is a host of HQ Trivia, HQ Words, and HQ After Dark on that Emmy-nominated app, and you can find her at Anna Roisman on Instagram. And before that, we heard from the ultimate duo, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Folks... I finally have an official start date for my workshop in which I'll be leading folks through various mental health exercises, a weekly exploration on Zoom of well-being practices. And it's November 7th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Tuesdays at that same time each week with one week off for Christmas. In each session we'll cover a few potential practices like meditations, breathing exercises, journaling prompts that you can experiment with incorporating into your day-to-day life. There'll sometimes be a guest speaker, a therapist, or a life coach. There'll be moments when we break into paired sharing or small group sharing. And for homework, you'll have several options of things to try before the next session. Each week you'll be paired with a different buddy to check in with about how your practice is going at that point. And I'll also check in with each participant personally along the way. So if that sounds interesting to you, just email me to learn more at kevin at risk-show.com. Folks, we're still pushing to get our Patreon far more robust. I think we're at $8,000 a month now, which is beautiful. But our goal this year has been to get to $20,000 a month. So thank you so much to Laura Patuide and Christine Lufkin for jumping in this week and joining us at Patreon. This week you can hear a bonus story there by Allison Rich. And we were looking for a makeout spot, and it hits me. Let's go to that industrial freezer. (laughs) So we pry the, like, cold, dead steel door open, and we get in there, and we're all sweaty hot 15-year-olds just making out, and we make out for a good 30 seconds until we are fucking frozen and stinking of meats. That and so much more at patreon.com slash risk remember we need all hands on deck if you love risk we need you to help us keep the show up and running this year and if you want to make a one-time donation that's at paypal.me slash risk show we'll be right back we're back folks on thursday joanna houseman from the fabulous podcast hyphenated We'll be guest hosting our Hispanic Lives 2 episode, and it is not to be missed. But that's Thursday, and folks, today's the day. (laughs) Take a risk.
Eric Cartman. That certainly was insane. Thank you. Work hard. Play hard. Isn't that right? Barbara. What the fuck does that mean?